gentlemen, today, here inside of the bunker, I've got a good friend of mine with me, fellow high school criminal, Ben Sheriff. Now, quick word of warning. This one's going to get deep, and it's going to get deep fucking quickly as we go into the destructive demons of booze, the dangers of growing a business too fucking quickly, and actually we're going to go into why it probably ain't a good idea to throw one of the members of your team into a fucking cement mixer. On top of all of that, I'm going to be quizzing Ben on why he burnt a multi-million pound construction business literally to the fucking ground and overnight. I'm going to be honest with you, his reasoning, it might come as a bit of a shocker. Let's get to this. There are a ton of men doing podcasts about business, or at least they claim to be men. It's time to take off the panties, and let's get real. <laughs> this is the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton. If you have a sweet spot for big business horseshit... Or if you're a sucker for bland, boring, politically correct podcasts, you can go ahead and turn this off right now. If you're a man at the helm of your own business, we want to inspire you to make more, provide more, provide more, and be more without having to sacrifice it all. You'll get everything from ethically gray tactics to dealing with dickhead customers and all the, the carnage in between. Let's do it. Welcome to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton. Two months sober, man. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, actually. Maybe a decade long. I was really struggling with uh, depression and anxiety. I have... Uh, been a heavy drink since in my teens it's always been an obstacle and i started drinking again and lo and behold my mindset turned to shit again so i thought right there's a common denominator here isn't there? Mm. i've got to put them demons aside and do what i've got to do and that's about looking in the mirror and that person in that mirror that's the only person that you've got to beat. Mate, I think it couldn't be a better mantra for money, but for men in our shoes. And not only uh, you're two months over there, but married as well. Marriage is on the cards, is that right? Yeah, Monday. Monday? Fuck, so, I didn't realise it was that soon. Like What's going on? Because you, you and Jen have been together a while, haven't you? Talk, 19 talk, talk. years, yeah. Wow. What's made that switch now? Why are you doing it? There's a few reasons. We did try and get engaged uh, maybe, I don't know, six years ago. And we had two young kids and life just passed yeah. by. And then, my nan said to me, my nan's quite ill. She said to me, she said, it's a dying wish for me and Jen to get married. Wow. And it was something that I wanted to do as well. I've been very uh, selfishly focused almost. I decided that I wanted that change. So it's about a new chapter for me where I want to be more committed to my family. I want to slow down a bit now. I think um, that's happened naturally with what I've been doing with the business recently, the construction business. I've put the brakes on a little bit. It's less of a monster. That's been great for my mental health. And I've spent so much more time with my family, which is really, really important. Yeah. And you forget how important that is when you're, you're encompassed in this world of trying to make money. Mate, that sounds amazing because, I mean, with all the other shit that kind of goes on, especially with weddings, I think that kind of gets lost, doesn't it, about, about who it's really about. So... um. Is, isn't there a story about you being taught how to take a punch at a young age or something? Yeah. My dad used to make sure that we could look after ourselves. Yeah. So that was our mentality. <laughs> I did something great for my self-confidence when I was younger. I believe that 
I could fucking do anything. There was nothing in this world I couldn't do. You're so much more capable than you, you believe. People will tell you that you can't do something. They judge you by their own standards. And it's important to be a strong, firm believer in your own standards and, and what you're capable of. And if you've got that, you can do anything. It screams volumes for your attitude and how you approach it. You've got the construction business now. You've also got Shez's Kitchen. I'm interested in how things started for you. How, how the fuck did you first start making money? And what did that look like? Well, the first ever business scheme was way back at school. I think I was in year seven. So what's that, about 11, 12? Yeah. So my dad was self-employed and we used to go to the cash and carry and we used to buy loads of Cokes and stuff like that out of our pocket money. And then we'd take them to school and sell them in school. And then that progressed as I got older because I sort of hit puberty a lot earlier than everyone else. And I had a beard by the time I was like 14. <laughs> so then I was going into the shop, buying loads of cigarettes and selling them. And I made some real good money on um, cigarettes. And the other thing that I did, I got in a lot of trouble, suspended from school for this. So remember when Pokemon came out on Game Boy? Yeah. Yeah. We emulated it and put it on a floppy disk. And we were selling it around school for £14 each. And we made a fucking killing. We'd sold emulated copies of Pokemon to half the school. Right? <laughs> and the teachers got wind of it. And I got fucking suspended from school for it. And then when I was sort of leaving school, I really got into my music. And I got my first band at that stage called Corrosive. Right. And we were sort of trying to get gigs. Your trouble is when you're that young. The pubs don't want you to play in there unsupervised. And my mum and dad weren't really the ones to come and sit into sit in a pub and come listen to me play our hardcore punk music yeah. when they were like into the Carpenters and the Bee Gees. <laughs> so we thought, fuck it. You know what we'll do? We'll put on our own show. So we hired out the local church hall, which had a stage. It was actually a pretty decent venue. And we put on our own gig. We got a load of local uh, bands together. We charged £3.50 a ticket, made the tickets ourselves, and we sold the venue out to full capacity. Wow. So we just continued to do it until we got old enough to be able to do the pubs and club circuit. But by that stage, I'd been kicked out of college then. And my dad was like, look, you're coming to work with me. He, he had a construction firm. So I kind of fell in, into construction. Absolutely loved it. My dad was the best boss. He gave me so much great training. And in hindsight, realized that he was molding me to be able to do my own thing. Uh, long story short, the recession came and I could see my dad was really struggling to keep me on. So I just got a job working with my mate in a factory so that I could take the pressure off my dad. Did that, hated working in this factory, absolutely fucking detested it. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather be broke and do what I enjoy doing. So I started my first building company and I did all right. But because we were still in the recession, it was quite a struggle. So I ended up getting a job on nights at Tesco and it was great. And I really enjoyed that job. But I said to myself, this is not you. I wanted to do my own thing or whatever. Anyway, I decided I was going to learn to be a teacher because when wow. I was a kid, I had this idea that I wanted to be a primary school teacher, yeah. but it never happened. So at this stage, I've got my little construction business, which I'm working during the daytime, then working nights at Tesco to make some extra money. And then my missus is working at the day at the supermarket. So I have to have the baby 
as well. So I'm getting about three hours sleep a day. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how I did it. Um, so let, let's fast forward and talk about the last three, four years, business side of things, construction business. When the pandemic struck, talk through that big fucking pivot that you make. It's really instructive. So we ended up being going like a rocket ship and I'd got 12 employees at one point. We were doing a million pound a year at yeah. one stage. And uh, to be honest, they were probably the most unhappy times I've had in business. It was so stressful and really, really difficult. You, I was conscious things needed to change. And I couldn't carry on the way, way I was going. We'd grown too big too quickly. Yeah. My business skills hadn't grown because I was out on site and doing. I hadn't become the businessman that I needed to be able to run 12 employees in a business that's turning over a million pounds. Yeah. It was just loads of stress, hassle, and made me really unhappy. And that sort of led me to wanted to become a better businessman, which is why I come into the one man empire, really, to learn from others and to improve the skills that I'd got. I knew I got business in me because I'd been doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it was about making that more professional and knowing what I got to do and how I could do things easier without having to work so hard. There's no um, fucking handbook, is there? That's the thing. You start shit up and you do stuff from a long age. You go, I can make some money here. And then as you get big, as you scale, you're like, holy fuck, there's, there's more to this game than, than transactions. Okay, gentlemen. So quick side note. Look, with what we got going on here, I've been forging self-made men in fast since 2015. So obviously what we do here and within my groups, well, it just fucking works. Needless to say, because of that, we're pretty much locked out most of the year and with a waiting list. However... Good news for you today, right now, well, I'm temporarily opening up a couple more spots inside of one of my groups, the Alliance. Meaning today, this, my friend, is your opportunity to take a seat around the table. So, if you want to come and join this brotherhood of smart, ambitious men who can sleep safe at night, knowing that they are prepared to punch each and every single day square in the fucking face, no matter the tornado of shit, then, my friend, your next step is simple. Head to applyforyourseat.com and submit your urgent application right now. Yeah, I created a beast and it consumed me. Yeah. Because I wasn't happy and the, the, the business suffered. My customers weren't as happy and it all started to fall down. And part of that was in that lockdown, I was at this stage where, do I want to do this anymore? I didn't know whether I wanted to continue with it. I thought that maybe that mansion we were doing could have been the last job that I ever did in construction and maybe go back into teaching or whatever. But what we did because the only thing you could do in lockdown was go and get food yeah we went to loads of street food places me and my mate Tom. looking at how much they were charging for what they were churning out i've always been a big on cooking my mum's got multiple sclerosis and so we had to be quite independent as kids yeah so i was like i can fucking do 10 times better than that <laughs> so me and tom like you know what Fuck it, we're going to start our own street food store. So we went and we bought a trailer off eBay. So we were going around all the pubs and did fantastically well and ended up going into a pub permanently, becoming a restaurant. And I carried on with the building as well because it was my main bread and butter. But I didn't really know which direction I wanted mm. to go. And as things have slowed down and now I've got one job at a time with the construction, I know what I want to do and where I'm going with I'm being a better businessman with the way that I do it and picking and choosing my jobs and making sure that they're very, very profitable and worth my while because we're extremely good at what we do and, and we want that to be reflected in what we get out of it as well. I think there's so 
so much misinformation about how if you just keep growing that makes things better and actually it's sometimes it's taking stock isn't it being like how can i make this simpler how can i make this more effective how can i make this give give me better situation in life business pleasure and all that sort of shit that that goes along with it what i think um would be a cool thing to uh, to get into. You, you told the story once before about putting someone in a cement mixer because I'm not a huge fan of fucking employees. I try and minimise employees and, and I know you've gone through a journey with a bunch of employees. Yeah, so when I got my employees as well, particularly when it was big, you know, they, they knew not to fuck about with me. I'd deck them if they opened the gob to me. Not, not a problem. I don't believe in employee rights and all that bollocks. I work for you. <laughs> I pay you the money. You do as I fucking say. Don't give me all your bullshit. If you don't like it, fuck off. That's, that's as simple as how I run business. If you don't like it, fuck off. And that's kind of how I do things. It's a bit hard. But yeah, I've been known to um, put people on their ass or chuck them in a cement mixer. But I am learning. And yeah, you can run a business with that mentality. But you've got to be there 100% of the time. And the minute I stepped off the site, whatever... That's when these lads fucked about because the only thing that kept them in line was me. And that's all part of what I've wanted to learn and move forward with. And looking back over the last 12 months of how I've developed and changed my psyche and I'm trying to think, right, how can I make my employees happy? And when I made all these changes and started progressing towards a more professional attitude and everything else, I lost all my employees, basically. And Mm. I, I was going in this professional direction and those type of people don't want that but in the same sense i didn't need those type of people that i'd once had i needed new people to be the face of this business if if you're going to put in systems and processes you need the person that that's going to follow them and i've gone in with it professional from day one and that's how i'll keep it so Hopefully moving forward now in these next four years, um, (laughs) you see this change where I distance myself, I become the boss because I want to move off from, you know, my joints are knackered and I've got a bad back and whatever. I want to spend more time with my family, which is me coming off the tools. And to do that, I need people in place that I can trust to do the work. I'll be building back up slowly, very slowly, but with these systems and procedures in from day one. So all these new employees will know no different, and that's it. That's so. fucking awesome. It's interesting that, isn't it, in terms of when you're trying to put new things in place. If you've got legacy people there, then there's that fucking rub and that fucking tension and, and people look at you, oh, what the fuck's going on? Why are we doing this? They, they don't see the bigger picture. And uh, sometimes that purge is needed so you can actually push it in the direction that you need to push it in as the man that's at the helm of the business. Yes, it just feels like the company's been born again. And my invigoration and everything for the business, I am so back in love with it. Whereas I was ready to give it up two years ago. Yeah, I, I think it's that real resilience, isn't it? And I don't think, and unless you run a business and you know the real ups and downs that go along with it, that, that resilience that's needed to fucking keep forging on and keep going. And it's why I believe it's so important to refuel. You were saying that you've been at the gym this morning. Yeah, I am. I, um... I'm very much a morning person. Fitness is becoming my little hobby at the minute. Now I'm now my drinking hobby's gone. And I'm not <laughs> I need something to fill that void. So I thought, you know what? I may as well get myself a six pack while I'm out. Oh, that's amazing! If I don't have that, Ben, I feel like if I find that if something stops or I stop doing something, I find it really, really hard to just have an empty void. I need something to focus my energy and focus my attention on. Do you find that that's a pattern with yourself as well? Yeah, that is the biggest thing. If you come into business solely to make money, then 
that's great. You'll probably do that, but you'll never be happy. And you'll never have that resilience. When, when shit goes south, you'll give up. You won't have the determination to keep going. My best advice is to people is to find something that you enjoy doing and then just fucking find a way to make money out. And that's Mate, the secret to life, ain't it? That right there is a fucking golden shell. I'm a huge believer of that as well. If you enjoy what you do, it ain't fucking work. It's just fun, isn't it? It's the best way to live life. And it stops you getting to fucking 50, 60, 70 or whatever retirement's going to be and going, oh, I've got this old knackered body that I can't do anything with. So I'm just going to sit in the fucking chair and watch TV till, till I die. It's like... We're here now. Let's fucking make the most of it. And we might as well do shit and get paid for stuff that we enjoy doing. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, 100%. I always remember this phrase, this phrase, um, when, when, when is it that you die? Most people like when you stop breathing, like when, when your body's dead. I'm like, no, it ain't. When you die is when the last person on this planet speaks your name long after you're gone. That is when you die. Mate, that's fucking amazing. How do you feel that you can best impact legacy from a kid's standpoint? Well, I'm trying, trying to do that. I'm not going to influence them to do anything that I want them to do or that's anything I feel awesome. they should do. Good for you. The only way I influence him is like, he wants to be a DJ. I said, look, whatever you do, don't let anybody talk you out of this. Not me, not your mom, not anybody. Don't distract from plan A with a plan B. And you go for that with everything in your fucking soul. You live it, you breathe it. And then if it don't work out and you end up doing something else, great. But you've got no fucking regrets. And that's, that's how I want to leave my legacy. This mindset that if you believe that you can do something, you can fucking do it. And there ain't nobody going to talk you out of it. And if you can do that, then you've got half a fucking chance in life. Well, fuck me, gentlemen. I told you we were going to get deep and uh, we were going to get deep quickly. I mean, there's so much stuff that we talked about there. I think for me, the biggest takeaway... It's the fact that even if you have created a beast of a fucking business, let's remember if it's a pain in the ass, if it's fucking shit up at home, you can burn that shit to the ground and you can rebuild it back up without staff and for more profit and more happiness. That, my friend, has got to be the key to the kingdom and a golden share of insight that came out of that one today. Anyway, you've been listening to me, Charlie Hutton, with the main man, Ben Sheriff, and I look forward to catching up with you guys on the next episode. Listening to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton. Congratulations, you made it to the end without becoming a snowflake and sobbing like a little girl. We're glad to have you. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll see you next time for some real, raw honesty on the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton.